Hey, hey guys, I'm Sam Vasquez and this is Fall Risk. So welcome everyone to yet another episode of Fall Risk, where we talk about anything and everything skydiving. I am Sam Vasquez, your host, and this episode's guest is featuring one of the most insanely talented flyers I've ever met, the one and only Alyssa Silva. Say hello, Alyssa. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> so good. We're we're uh, Fall Risk in the morning right now, so we're we're having our coffee, we're having our water, we're we're doing a good day, or we're doing good things so far. <laughs> So Lissy, uh, which is what we like to call her, if you're from back in the day, you know, Lissy, tell me about yourself. Uh, I want to know everything about how you got started, how long you've been jumping for, you know, the works. Like, tell me all about it. All right. So I made my first skydive in New Zealand back in 2006. I was there for college and doing a class. And it was kind of funny because I guess where I was, it was like the adventure capital of the world so people that were in my class were going to do either bungee jumping or skydiving and I was like dude I'm not doing either of those things like I'm not really a risk taker I think people just assume I am because of skydiving but I'm really not that big of a risk taker and I was like absolutely not so everyone signed up they were going to be doing it the next day and then they got a few drinks in me and the next <laughs> thing I signed up for skydiving, which there back in 2006 was $500. Like, damn. Money. Yeah, it was a lot of money. Um, oh. So I called the next day when I woke up and I'm like trying to cancel it, but they don't accept cancellations within like 24 hours or whatever. And I had already paid. So I went and I have video of this somewhere. I was crying the entire plane ride, <laughs> like freaking out. I was like, I don't want to go. You see me digging my heels into the ground. The guy's like moving me along and then we jump out and that like minute, 40 seconds, whatever it was, was like, it, it changed my life. It was such an awesome jump. I landed. I was like, oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> and I, like I loved everything about it. And um, I would watch a video all the time, thought about it for like years. And then um, I ended up getting into skydiving because like three years later, it was just something I kept thinking about. I kept talking mm -hmm. about with people and everyone. I mean, I'm sure you ran have run into this where people are like, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to skydive. And then mm -hmm. they never do it. So I finally got some people to do it with me. I was supposed to go to like a Cirque du Soleil show or something and th things happen. And then I ended up calling. I feel like drinking is kind of like the theme here, which is like, <laughs> but I had a few cocktails with friends and this was on, I, I think a Tuesday night, maybe a Wednesday night. And uh, we booked three tandems for the next morning at like 10 AM. Mm -hmm. And I get up, call my friends. I'm like, Hey, we got to go do the skydive. They're like, absolutely not. Like that was a horrible decision. And like, I talked to Cheryl. I, I think it was like midnight. I'm not it's even got to have twin cities, right? Yeah. And she answered. Yeah. What year was um, this? 2009. Mm -hmm. So I, my friends wouldn't go and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I've been wanting to do this. So I went by myself and I remember I was in the plane with, um, Adam Yelly and Roger. And I thought they were like, so cool. I remember Yelly, <laughs> like his, he had this like blue, I think it was a blue or a green Mohawk. It was blue. And I was like, Oh my God, like, this is so awesome. <laughs> and like, people are jumping out. And then I ended up jumping, loved it. And I landed, I'm like, oh my God, like you guys are so lucky that you do this. And then you hear John Bush go in the background of my video. He's like, you know, you can learn how to do this. 
And I'm like, I can. And then I went and signed up for class right after that. And then I think I was in class that Saturday or Sunday. So yeah, it was, that's where it all started. It's where it all started. It was pretty <laughs> great. Pretty happy about those moments. So you've been jumping for about 13 or 14 years now. Yeah. Oh my God, Sam. Yes. I mean, we started, we started the same year. I know the answer to that question. So it's like. Weird. Yes. I guess since 2009. So if you're good at that. You know who else? You know who else is uh, also same year was Kristen, Kristen Johnson or Kristen Cotton now. Oh yeah. Or was she the year? Was she that year? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know she, did she start like right after me then? Um, it had to have been somewhere in that same window. It had to have been somewhere in like, cause you started in June, July, August. August. So it yeah. had to have been somewhere in that same, that same little window. Uh, cause like our significant others at the time kind of just smashed us together and said, be friends. <laughs> and like, that's how we, that's how Kristen and I got to know each other. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's great. I just saw her actually. She's she's doing really well. She looks amazing. Like she's actually gonna oh. record a, an episode here shortly. So we're gonna we're gonna hear yeah. her on the podcast too as well. Yeah. So that's like I I'm always impressed with the fact that all three of us are still going. Like we're still fucking sending it. We're still like progressing. We haven't stopped. Like things are just like only going up for all three of us. It's great. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Love it, love um. It. So how many jumps do you have these days? Somewhere around, uh, I think 2000, I, I don't, I quit, I quit, um, do it. Let's see. I think it was in 2013 when I stopped recording jumps and I think I had around 1400. Okay. Then. So I don't know, just kind of guessing around 2000, somewhere 2000. Yeah. yeah. Give or take. So why don't you, um, why don't you log anymore? Just out of curiosity. I'm lazy. Like, okay, that's fair. I used to, I used to like write a novel about everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I kind of do wish I still did. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. It, I mean, I would say it's it's 100% laziness at yeah. this point. I'm I looking just... at my, I'm looking at my, I still log. So like. Seriously? It's for my own, like, like it's for my own anal retentiveness. It's not for like, it's not because I think it, you know, it's just so I know how many of every jump I've been doing. Um, yeah. I, here, I'm going to show you. I'm going to grab it really well, quick. I think that's awesome that you do. Like, Miles does, too. And I I, I mean, how many jumps does Miles have now? Like, it's crazy. God. I mean, Miles, I've also seen Miles, like, write everything down. And he writes a he, lot like, still. He, like, pictures and yeah. stuff. Me? Like, this is what I do, where I just, like, go oh, by day. Okay. And I yeah. just write down what type of jump it is. So, like, on 7-11-22, it's AFF, video, video, tandem, tandem. Like, it's, you know, it's yeah. – I mean, I keep it real short and simple. Yeah, and that's awesome. Typically, I just go on to Burble, and I just see what I did for the day or for the week, and then I just throw it on there. Like, I don't yeah, do it every nice day Yeah, it's nice now with, with Burble because you can see that. That's been nice, like, going yeah. to other drop zones and being able to show mm-hmm. that because not having a logbook for a few years. And, like, some drop zones, yeah. It, some drop zones require yeah. you to have one, and it's – if you're not a Burble drop zone, it's hard to suddenly pull up those – I, yeah, maybe maybe I'll start doing it again, and I'll just come up with a a number and go right. from there. Age so. up, like age up, like like yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Got awesome. way more skydives than than I thought. Yeah, so it's safe to say you remember your first tandem. Do you remember your first AFF jump? Um, not really. Uh, I re- like no, I, not really. It's kind of overwhelming. Yeah, it, it was really overwhelming. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, I there's there's a few AFF jumps that I do remember. 
but my first one, I don't, I don't really remember. Do you remember any of your AFF jumps? So Dan Feast was the one who did all of my, I think he did every single one of my AFF jumps or pretty much all of them. Cause I was scared to go with like anyone else. Mm-hmm. There, there was one where he didn't do, and that's when I got really nervous and I went with Byron and uh, DJ. Mm-hmm. And oh, I DJ did your AFF way back in the day. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I miss him so much. He's great. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Good. Yeah. So I like, I remember the one I did with Byron and DJ. I remember being super, super nervous about that jump. And I remember Byron, like, I honestly felt like I was going to quit after that jump. I don't remember all the details of it, but I remember Byron being like, take deep breaths, like everything's going to be fine. And I feel like because of how he handled like whatever was going on in my head, like that's mm-hmm. the reason why I like kind of pushed through mm-hmm. and kept skydiving. Cause I was, I remember being nervous and that's why that one stands out. Cause like I was, I was really scared. But what, what do you remember what jump it was? Was it C or? B? Well, it had to, it had to have been C. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where that's they, the big one. Like, you know. Yeah, it's the hard it's, one for a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot. And then like us as girls with the equipment and stuff that we're wearing that like feels like it's coming off your body because because right. it is because it is coming off your body. Literally. Yeah, I don't know. There was it's just it's a lot going on. Yeah. But, yeah. Thankfully, I, I kept pushing through and we had really good weather during that time of year, I remember, too. So I was able to I think I ended up having over 50 jumps like yeah. between mid-August time frame and Mm-hmm. through the end of the year you're around a lot too like if I remember right you're around a lot like especially towards the end of the season or like towards September and October you're always there at night you're always always, always hanging out like getting to know people yeah. you, you like threw yourself at it oh I yeah I felt like I met my people I was like these people are awesome because I've like I'm a weirdo you know me I'm yep. I'm a little bizarre I've always been like my friends think I'm weird like every everyone in my life thinks I'm weird so it was like nice to go somewhere where just being weird was totally normal yeah. it's not weird anymore it's just Lissy like we're like yeah it's just Lissy like don't worry it's, about it's it. just her it's fine it's just her. <laughs> that's just how she is <laughs> do you have any instructor ratings well I did have my AFFI but mm-hmm. I've let that go and coach obviously because he had to have that but I do want to get that back. Like I, okay. I let it go just because I wasn't, when I was living in Colorado, when I moved out there, I just wasn't doing anything with it. And then when I got back here, it was, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to jump with my friends and not have the stress of, because as you know, like sometimes that can be a lot. Um, and I just was like, I just want to jump and not worry yeah. about it. But I wish I, I mean, I wish I would have done enough to keep the rating active. That was pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you should uh, talk to Watkins and see um, what the process is like to get to get everything back up and current. Yeah, I, I've talked to him. He it's I can it, if he's out there again, I'll be able to make make it work. And I know Mikey wants it like he had his mm-hmm. and he never really did anything with it, but he wants to get his as well. Like, again, so it'd be fun to, you know, do it together. <laughs> yeah. Not all the time, but every once in a while, it'll be. It'll be. It be it'll fun. be way different though, too. Now after all this tunnel time, like it'll be. I can't even imagine. Like if we would have had the skill set when we yeah. were doing our our course that we have now, like when we were doing the course, I thought I was gonna die like all the yeah. time. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. I hear yeah. you. I was gonna say. Wait a second. We did our course together, didn't we? That just yep. popped into my brain. Oh man. Yep. A smiley. Was that in 2013? Yeah, holy smokes. I think that was 2013, right? Or was it 2012? 
Because mm, I think I got my tandem rating in 2014, so it must have been 2013. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it was 2013. Yeah. Man. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was good times. I enjoy doing it. Do you hear Beulah and Bert? I do right? hear Beulah. <laughs> Beulah and Bert. <laughs> Losing their minds. Real, real sass. Just living their best life over there. They're not going to listen to me. I could tell them no, but they're just, they're just going to keep loving on each other. So anyway. Okay. So moving on less about dogs. It's about skydiving. skydiving. Um, <laughs> I could talk about dogs all day. <laughs> I know. I know. So good. <laughs> uh, so what are you currently rocking in terms of like a, a canopy or a wing? Um, so I have a Sabre 3 107, which I love. It is, it is great. I mean, I'm not some big canopy pilot, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like my goal is to open, have a nice canopy, you know, do a few little fun things in the sky and then do my, my yeah. normal pattern down. Like I have no desire to get into swooping and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, it's a fun canopy that, you know, I feel safe with. Hey. So you've, you've flown kind of some different parachutes in the past, right? Like the one that stands out is that Lotus? Is it a Lotus? Is that what I didn't know? I never flew a Lotus. You didn't enjoy no. that. That no. pink one wasn't a Lotus. Nope. I, oh. So I've had a few pink ones. Um, it was a Sapphire two and the the Sapphire two, right? Is that what it was? Is that what Mikey had been jumping before? Cause it was his old king. Okay. So yeah, it was a Sapphire two, which I liked, but it did, it did not like me. <laughs> oh, why not? <laughs> okay. So I kept having cutaways on it and I didn't, I still don't understand what the hell was going on with it. And then I ended up having that one cutaway with it and it only had like two, 150, 200 jumps on it mm -hmm. and it landed in the corn. This was like two years ago and it was mm -hmm. missing for like several days and ended up with like 17 holes in it. Oh my God. I sent it in. I, I have it in the other room. I can show it to you. Sent it in. They're like, um, it will cost more to fix this and you should yeah. just buy a new one. So, wow. yeah, I mean, I liked that canopy, but it, it did not like me for some reason. Hmm. So I just, I don't know what I was doing. I mean, I am the worst packer on the planet. I mean, <laughs> you've seen me pack before. And you know, I went many a years without packing. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I pack all the time now, but I, it's still, like, it's, I'm really bad at it. Like, you should see <laughs> what I put into the bag sometimes. It's, it's impressive. Yeah, saber. I mean, the saber threes, from what I understand, are kind of forgiving. Oh yeah, they're they're really nice. But I mean, I've had a saber one and a saber two. My saber one, I have neck issues to this oh, day. Yeah. Um, one of the openings I had on there that, like my my entire my entire body cracked. Yeah. And I literally had to start kicking my legs to make sure I wasn't paralyzed. Like yeah. that's that's how hard the opening was. Just for anyone that's listening that doesn't know the differences between a one, a two, and a three, like a saber, saber one, two, and three, like I know the price point looks amazing for saber ones, but don't get them. There's a reason they're that cheap. It's not worth it. It's not worth it on your back. It's not worth it on your neck. Don't do it. Are you, you're on a vector now, right? Because you had done the curve. Yeah. Are you still doing Yeah. I've still okay. got the two rigs. I love that vector though. Like I'm so glad I bought it when I did because it sounds ridiculous to get a, like to wait to get a rig these days. Like I'm holy smokes. I always wait. Like I have all my measurements. This has been going on for three years now, like Man. since before all the COVID BS. And yeah, I just need to put the down payment down, but I keep getting caught up on like what I want to do for a design on yeah. there. Well, so here's the thing. So here's the thing about how Vector works. So for anybody listening that's interested in getting a custom-ordered Vector or anything like that, 
and this is only a year ago this is this happened a year ago basically what you do is you send in your measurements you send in like what colors you want um if you want to change something you can because there's a certain amount of time like there's a window between when you put the the order in and when they ask for the down payment where you can change things so you can change like what kind of laterals you get you can change colors you can change design like embroidery patterns like there's a ton of different things that you can change in that window but once mm -hmm. they have the deposit down that's when it's like that's what you're getting so if you no, there's going to be a year long, you know, wait for this thing from the time that you order it to the time that you get it. Like put your order in now because there's still like a window of time there where you can figure out what it is you want. Um, and quite, I mean, I work better under pressure. So I put it in not knowing what the design was going to look like and basically said, I still, I still know that I'm going to do an embroidery design on this. Who do I have to talk to? When, when do I have to have this in by? And they contacted me and said, we're ready for your, um, for your deposit. Do you have your embroidery design sorted out? I sent it to them. Like all was good. Um, yeah. put it in, put it in now, put it in now. I've been saying this for years, Sam, and I, I yeah. just don't do it, but I need to, cause I know I'd get, um, like a good money for my container too. Mm -hmm. It's so, like perfect shape. And that's the other thing. Like, I love, like, I love what I'm jumping. Mm -hmm. So it's not, I don't feel super rushed, you know? Yeah. I may need to talk to you about design stuff because I have things in my brain, but I have no idea how to put it on paper. Whereas yeah. you're like so artistic, like an amazing artist, and I can't even draw a stick figure. So uh, stick figures are pretty easy. I feel like you got a stick figure <laughs> down, like, no, no issues. I nailed it. Whenever you're ready, I'll help you out. So, what do you do outside of skydiving for work, if you don't mind me asking? No, I don't mind at all. Um, I'm in real estate, so I'm a real estate agent, which is okay. pretty, you know, cut and dry. You know what? <laughs> real estate <laughs> real exciting. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been doing that for? So I've been in real estate for, oh my God, when did I move to Colorado? 2014. So since 2014, but I was on the corporate side um, of things mm -hmm. and moved here and now I'm an agent. So Okay. Yeah, it's my God. Time goes by really fast. Eight years, <laughs> I got nine, eight years. Yeah. What do you like to do besides skydiving for in terms of like hobbies or things that just, you know, make you happy? So I'm excited about winter right now. I grew up playing ice hockey. So in the winter, I like to go skate and I've been teaching Mikey how. And it's, I mean, this sounds really bad, but it is very satisfying having something that I'm better at than him. <laughs> Like he is, he's getting a lot better, but it is really, it it's pretty satisfying seeing him. <laughs> who's who's your husband for anybody that doesn't know? Uh, his name's Mikey Silva. He's he's pretty great. I like oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it. I mean, honestly, like I totally get it. I totally understand. Like feeling like you've not one upped your you know your partner, but like finally. Yeah. Finally. Well, I mean, he crushes me in like skydiving and tunnel flying, right? Like he's, he's just, that's been his life for the last 18 years or whatever, you know? And he's, he's just highly, highly skilled in it to the, like, unless I end up winning like the Powerball or get my own tunnel somehow, like I'm just never going to catch up. I'm also old and I'm terrified. Like <laughs> when I was younger, I would maybe try and huck shit. Now I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know if it's worth doing that. Like I might get hurt. It's, it's nice to have something where I'm like, I'm significantly better than him at and mm -hmm. I'll just never catch up. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. You're an animal. I love it. What's your favorite thing about uh, skydiving? Oh, wow. What do you like the most about, about jumping? 
lots of people have to say that lots of people say the community to be super real like no i that's i was gonna say like i kind of want to answer that in two ways because there's there's parts about the skydiving itself that i like and then i would say more importantly it is that community aspect so like in terms of jumping itself it's like it, it really is a release for me like i could be in the worst mood ever and if i go skydive or even tunnel fly like it it completely shifts my mood and like gives me a reset um it's it's just like i know it sounds dumb but it is it's it's really freeing it's like i don't know i i get there's times when i get like real emotional in the plane i'll like look out and i'm like holy shit like for one i can't believe that i'm actually about mm -hmm. to jump out of this thing but then it's like i'm just so grateful that this is something that at some time someone decided it was a good fucking idea to jump out of a plane. Like right. what is wrong with you? And then eventually it turned into a sport, you know, like that mm -hmm. I ended up kind of falling into by chance and literally, yeah. literally falling into. <laughs> I don't uh, like that. No. That was so good. Oh, I caught it. I'm glad. Good, good job, Sammers. Great pun. <laughs> <laughs> good on, um, yeah. So I just, I don't know. It's, it really is something that um, it, it just, it helps my mood a lot. The biggest thing and like the thing that I would say has completely changed my life really is the community. I mean, I have made my very best friends, like my very best friends in the world through skydiving. And like, you can go months, years without seeing some of these people. And like, mm -hmm. you pick up where you left off. Like there's like this love and care for one another that is just, it's it's different, you know? Like I, yeah. I have beautiful, wonderful relationships outside of skydiving that I love and they're so special. This is just like a different, you know, realm of things. It's, yeah. I don't know, you have to, you have to have a lot of trust and care um, by doing what we do together. Mm -hmm. And then like the other thing, I mean, I met Mikey in this sport. Like how cool yep. is that? I met my husband. Um, I've gotten to travel to some really cool places. Like when I started skydiving, um, I met Bazak and he's mm -hmm. like, I didn't even, I barely knew the guy and he's like, Hey, you want to go to Israel? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's yeah. like, yeah, some, some skydivers are going to Israel. You want to come? Like, that's where I'm from. I'll show you around. Like, it'll be awesome. And like, I went there and I made great friends there and it was, it was a blast. Like it's, I don't know. It just, it's led me down a lot of different paths and it really has given me such wonderful friendships and relationships. Mm -hmm. The people that I started skydiving with, are still like my closest friends, you yeah. know, like even if they're not skydiving anymore, you know? you know, yeah. Like the people that, like the people that I began this journey with, like the first three years of, of skydiving, like they're still my best friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like these are people that you created like the formative years with, you know, yeah. and yeah. because you spent so much time with them and because you all had this one thing in common, you guys connected really, really well. And these are people that you would never have connected with if you hadn't had skydiving. It's so true. And like age isn't even an issue. You know yeah. what I mean? Like some of my closest friends in the sport are like in their 50s, 60s, you know? <laughs> like, and I, and a young buck. Like I you. was I was 18 You're when I met all of you guys. You I had literally a baby. Yeah, I had no life experience. Some of you guys were in <laughs> just just corrupting your ass, like, oh, what is <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> I learned so much in those first few years about life and about the world. I was like, what? People do what? <laughs> like Yeah, your your eyeballs were constantly just huge. Right? Oh man, happening right now. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw someone like fully naked outside of like art class and like figure drawing class, and I was like, 
people do this? Like what? Like, oh people God. are just running around naked right now and they don't yeah. care. They're not even trying to cover themselves. They're like literally shaking their, their tatas around. Yeah. It was just like, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. That's a great so what's your favorite discipline? You've had your toes in a lot of different, a lot of different areas of skydiving. So I'm curious, like which one is your favorite? Two-way MFS. I love two-way MFS. It's so fun. Yeah. Like, why, why do you love it? Getting to fly every single body position in a skydive is just, it's, it's great. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's really challenging, but it's also so much fun. Like it just doesn't get boring, you know? Would you consider MFS a static discipline or a dynamic discipline? Static. 100%. Static. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. You're not doing really any dynamic stuff in there. The only reason I ask is because there's tons of transitions. Like there's tons of yeah. different transitions all over the place. So I'm yeah. just curious. No, I definitely think of it as static, but okay. Yeah. For, for me, at least, I mean, I don't know. Think of it as static. I have a super limited knowledge of what MFS is. I just know what you and Mikey, you know, have done. Like that's my closest connection to MFS, like is, is watching you guys and listening to you guys talk about it. We've yeah. done, I've done like basic versions on skydives where we're just fucking around. So I'm still learning a lot about, about that discipline, especially yeah. since nobody does it, you know, like it, it's not an easy one to get into because you have to be so good at all of these different disciplines. When I started doing MFS, like it was, you just needed to try, like we wouldn't have everything in the one jump now that we're open. And I think even advanced now they do like two jumps where it could potentially be, um, all four, mm -hmm. um, body positions. But like when I started in it, they had a category where it was, it was like fairly basic, you know, like you'd have two rounds of just belly back, Mm -hmm. and the rest of the rounds. And at that point, there were only six rounds that you did. So the other four were um, sitting head down. So we weren't having to do that. So when I first started, I wasn't like needing to do all those in one skydive. Mm -hmm. And then when we went to the open category. That's when we started okay. doing it. I was very overwhelmed by it. <laughs> I was like, it, it just so it's kind of structured like VFS where they're like at intermediate level, you know, there's only so many different moves you're going to be, you're going to have to be required to do. And then it, and then it moves forward like that. Yeah. And they, like they didn't, when I was at nationals this last year, there wasn't an intermediate category. And I don't know if that's because they're, they're not doing it or if there just weren't enough teams. Mm -hmm. um, and then advanced, like I said, they, you'll potentially have two rounds. I think it's two rounds. I haven't, I haven't competed in advanced since I switched over to have, um, belly back, um, mm -hmm. head and sit for a few of the rounds, but I think it's only two rounds where they could okay. potentially have it. Whereas open any of your rounds could have yeah. all four. Okay. So. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting for anybody that might be interested in MFS, raising my hand because I'm interested in it. It's the best. I'll jump <laughs> with you anytime. I got to find somebody who is also equally as interested, you know, um, who's not already committed to another team. Like I got to find somebody, you, you know what I mean? Like, well, I'm saying if you ever want to go do it for fun, it'd be, oh, yeah. To go yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely. Mikey and I will keep being on a team for MFS, but mm -hmm. like in terms of just going and like, you yeah. know, Learning mm -hmm. a thing or two, not that I'm the best coach at it, but you know, I kind of understand a few things. So for us, it's, we're never going to compete with some of the like big 
teams yeah. with it, you know, so it's super casual for Mikey and I, which I really like, you know, I go there, I don't feel stressed out. Mm-hmm. We're like laughing our asses off the whole time. Chase, our camera guy, like the three of us are best friends, you know, so it's, it's just fun going with my, my homies and yeah. laughing. And sometimes we have really good rounds and sometimes we have really horrible rounds, but yeah, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's cool. It's cool that you guys have a lot of fun with it still. Like I know you guys have been doing, I know you guys have been competing for a long time and, and Ooh, shit, 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 shit. Uh Oh, what? What's happening? Is I just spilled coffee on my computer. (gasps) No, do you need to call me back? (laughs) I just spilled coffee. Oh no. Give me one second. (laughs) Okay, cool. I think we're good. All right. Sweet. That was funny. All right. You're back. You're back. What were we talking about before? I was so rudely interrupted. Have you ever gone to nationals? I've never, I have never been there. It's so fun. I, I, every, like everybody should go and experience it. It's my favorite thing to go do. Like I, yeah. I love going to nationals. Like I said, I mean, we're, I don't give a shit like how we do at this point. Like mm-hmm. my, we figured out my, so we've been on a team with Chase for since 2000. 7 16 or I think our first competition was 2017 so 6 years whatever is that 6 years I'm bad at math uh, um yeah 6 years longer. yeah no, it's 6 years so, um yeah I I think we figured out we have less than 50 jumps total as a team and that's <laughs> that's with our competition jumps <laughs> And like Mikey and I, we went to nationals and hadn't done a single training jump since. And the last jump we had done for MFS had been when we went to nationals in 2019. Mm-hmm. So it's like we don't take ourselves very seriously. I'd like mm-hmm. to, I would like to do it a little more hardcore because Mikey and I didn't do like as horrible as we thought we would do this year. And we're like, man, if we actually put some effort into this. Like mm-hmm. we could be okay, you know. Yeah. So I think we might try this year to to go a little bit harder on it. Okay. Well, the best of luck to you, you know. Hey, thanks. But maybe it's a nationals because it's so fun. The people I would are love to. Good energy, good vibe. I would love to. It's I don't know if it's fun. something I want to like. I want to compete and be like the competitive flyers, or if I want to be the camera person. My yeah. my long term goal ever since I was like a wee little baby skydiver was always to be like an artistic camera flyer like that's really what I wanted to do um I saw Nick Halseth and he was like my inspiration when I was a little tiny little baby skydiver and I was like I want to do what he does like he's a he's an amazing camera flyer but I've also been opened up into the world of like big way camera flyers and like Norm Mm -hmm. Kent and um like Juan Mayer Meyer Juan Meyer um Mm -hmm. and like just seeing what they've been doing you know and I'm like man someday I want to do that but along the way I'd love to be a camera flyer for like a competitive team, especially an MFS team. Yeah. Oh, you're flying your ass off. I mean, I seriously think Chase sometimes has to fly. Actually, he does. He has to fly harder than Mikey and I. Like the camera's actually, I would say the hardest on the team because you have to, for one, you have to remember all this stuff, like for competition, you've got to remember to have your camera on. You got to remember to record like what round you're going to do. And then you need to have the whole skydive memorized that we're going to be doing because you have to be getting into the different body positions to make sure, you know, that you're getting us. You have to be ahead of the curve. You have to anticipate everything, you know, like, yeah. Well, and then the angles that you shoot too, I mean, they have to be able to see all your grips. So you Mm -hmm. need to be aware of like, 
where the sun is and you need to be aware that certain positions are going to like actually hide a hand so you may need to be a little on top or you may need to be a little below mm-hmm. like it is hard I I would struggle as mm-hmm. a camera flyer but yeah I mean I I would say that would he loves flying open for it like I don't think it was nearly as exciting for him when we did our um uh like when we were intermediate just because mm-hmm. It was pretty basic, you know, I mean, it was, it was great for learning and Mm -hmm. whatnot, but yeah, now it's just like, it's a challenge and fun for him. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Goals. Awesome. Goals. You can can totally do it. You, you, any day you'd be able to do it. Moving on. (laughs) So you're a pretty phenomenal flyer, right? Probably one of the best in the area, right? That being said though, can you talk a little bit about what you struggled with as you were learning all of these skills? Like what, what were you struggling with and how did you kind of work through it? Um, let's see. So <laughs> I feel like I have struggled with all of flying and I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm good. I like, I do lack confidence in the sport. Like I, again, I could, maybe it could be because of my husband is whatever. I don't know. But like, I, I'm always comparing myself to people who are like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, but what I struggled with a lot was head down. Oh yeah. my God. Like some people just <laughs> get it. Like, like sit flying for me was easy. I loved mm-hmm. sit flying. I, I think it's from, I know this maybe sounds weird, but I, I tie it into like growing up skating. I think I'm just mm-hmm. so used to like feeling what it's like to carve on things and being in that position that sit flying came like super easy to me. I still love it. I love stand flying. Like I could do that all freaking day. Right. Mm-hmm. Head down. I was terrified of it. Like Mikey kept trying to get me to do it in the tunnel and I would start and then I'd be like, Nope, I'm too scared. And like nothing okay. ever happened. Like I never got yeah. hurt, you know, in the tunnel doing it, but it just, it really scared me a lot. Um, so I would go on and off from trying to learn that for like, man, I moved to Colorado in what 2014 and I was only, I was was only belly flying at that point and I don't think and I would fly a lot and I don't think I started doing head down until like 2016 okay like kind of and I I just was not very good at it but yeah I um I just ended up pushing through like Mikey kind of was like dude you're you're going to miss out on skydives you're going to miss out on I'm doing things like you need, you need to figure out a way to like break through this. Mm-hmm. And it was more just continuing to do it and push myself. But like, it took a long time for me. I don't, I don't know what it was about head down, but it just, it did not make sense to my brain. I still like in the sky when I'm head down, like I can fly head down fine, but I get really disoriented mm-hmm. at times. It's, it's a very disorienting position for me. You're upside down, you know, you're, you're upside down and kind of backwards too. Cause you're seeing everything from like the reverse side, you know, like it's, yeah, my it's brain very disorienting. operate that way. It's, yeah. it's very confusing for me. I don't, I don't know what it is about it, but mm-hmm. yeah. And it, like, I love flying head down, but now, but I used to hate it. It's, but yeah, so I would say, I would say head down was a struggle, but I just kept at it, you know, and it's, it's always good when you have people in your life who are like, you know, I, my friends were flying head down and it's like, man, like I, yeah, I do want to fly with them and be able to do this. Like, I don't want to be behind anymore. And like, I always just constantly felt like I was behind. And so Mm -hmm. just pushing to get to a point where I didn't feel like I was behind, like, sure. Not as good as like these ninjas, but at least can go and, and fly, you know, and hold my own for the most part. So, okay. 
That's really cool to hear because I know, so this used to happen to me, right? And I'm sure it happens to other people is I would see like the shredders, you know, way back in the day, the people that I aspired to be like, or I aspired to like get to that same level. I would see them and be like, that level is unattainable, right? Like that level of flying is, is unattainable. It's going to take me so long to get there. I get frustrated because I'm getting messed up on and hung up on these, you know, specific areas of, of, uh, flying or a specific discipline. And it just seems like I'm never going to get where I want to go, but it's, it's Mm -hmm. super cool to hear. Cause honestly, like maybe super real, like super candid moment. I guarantee you there's someone in skydiving in our community who looks at you and is like, I want to be that good. Like Mm -hmm. I want to be as good as this person is. I guarantee you, if not like, if not a several, several people, I would bet money, look at you and look at Mikey and look at like Dave and Jen and, you know, Megan. And they say, I really want to be that good. Like I want to be that good someday. And so for their, for them to hear people like you guys saying, you know, like, this is what I struggled with. I think it makes the progression and like the pursuit of, uh, of those, those skills and like that, that level of flying, like much more attainable you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> And I assure you, if I could do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> yeah. I'd actually be curious to talk to Mikey too about that and ask him that same question. Like, what did you struggle with? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had definitely had his struggles. He showed me some, like, it's fun. Cause he has a bunch of video from when he first started. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, you actually were not very good. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, it's funny when you see people and you don't, you haven't seen their whole journey. Yeah. From the, you know, like Mikey's been my coach since I got off my belly, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's been my main coach. So he's seen that progression in the growth, but like yeah. for me, for him, it's like, wow, he just like, he's just good. Like I never, he's always been like this. Work yeah. towards that, you know? Yeah. And like, I think that's what was really fun for me, especially with Jen, like seeing her show up at the tunnel, not knowing how to fly and like seeing where she's at now, like she put in the time, anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, you just, you have to put in the time and an yeah. effort. Megan is one for me. Like I've known, I've known Megan as for as long as I've known you. Right. And like, we were, you know what I mean? Like part, like for forever, like very similar level, like year after year after year. And then suddenly went to the tunnel and she just like skyrocketed. And it was like prodigy level, like flying, like where the (laughs) fuck was this Megan? (laughs) You know? So it's, it's super cool watching people you've known for a really long time or people you just even met who have just like thrown themselves at you, like, or not thrown sorry, not throwing themselves at you, (laughs) throwing themselves at the tunnel, you know, or at flying and like suddenly watch them just get super good. It's It's very cool. It's really cool. And it's fun. Like right now there's like a group of guys that are working on doing like four-way BFS Mm -hmm. and seeing the progression that they've had just in a few months, like, you know, it's it's pretty freaking awesome. It's, It's really cool to see like your friends just improve and they're flourishing spark. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like it, it really does though seem like you're saying like unattainable when you yeah. start, you know, when you're sucking on, like, I remember, so I was a four-way, you know, belly flyer competitively. Mm-hmm. I always wore my booty suit. I remember when I got out to Colorado and Mikey's like, take that off. And I'm like, <laughs> like if I'm going to be flying on my belly, I need to wear my booty suit. He's like, take that off. <laughs> then I got in the tunnel and I'm like how the hell do I fly like I like couldn't fly on my belly without my booties it was bizarre like it, yeah. it was it was so weird it was so different and I just I felt like I was starting from like 
you know, a baby, like you're, you, <laughs> you know, you can't roll over yet or do anything. And then, like, yeah, you just, <laughs> it's, it's fun thinking about that, that journey, like now mm-hmm. that we're, it's, it's kind of fun talking about this right now. Cause it really was like, felt like a, a very big mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. And like, I, there's still so much I want to learn. There's still so much to learn yeah. in the film, but like, like I'm proud of where I am, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, but yeah, anyone can do it. Like I said, if I could do it, anyone could do it. Oh, pish, gotta, pish posh. Gotta, gotta put in that time, man. You're, you're not giving yourself enough credit. You're a fucking phenomenal flyer. Um, I'm going to yeah. tell you a story though, about, about, booties booty suits i've only worn booty suits a booty suit one time in my fucking life (laughs) one time in my entire life it was at the tunnel it was actually the year i met mikey he was um i don't know no it must have been him he must have been putting me through the ropes on like head down and stuff but i borrowed skimmer suit to do four-way with um uh a hand like a i think it was like john arnold and chris ruff and anna i think anna was in it too okay I miss those guys. Man. I know, right? Like, <laughs> oh, man. I put this booty suit on and nobody ever told, like, I would just get into the tunnel light on my belly. Like, I normally would. I'd been in the tunnel twice in my entire life at that point and <laughs> always been in, like, one of the stock, like, <laughs> I fly suits. And so I hop in and I'm the first one in the tunnel in this group because I'm supposed to be across the tunnel in front of the driver's booth in Denver. And Alex mm-hmm. Critchett, I didn't know him at the time, never met him, but Alex Critchett is like, uh, he's driving and I get in and stick my legs out straight in the booty suit and just smash the opposite side of the tunnel. And he looks at me and he goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, why did I just fly forward? Oh my God. I like kissed the wall. It was like, my hands came out and my head came back and it was just like, ah! And then it took me like two or three uh, tries after that to try and figure out like, oh, you got to get in and bend your legs. Like nobody had ever told me. I'm feeling real cool right now. It was real great. So anyway, oh, my experience with booty suits, I don't wear them. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't, I can't, I can't relate to you. You can relate in the opposite way from me. All right. All right. Um, Tell me about your competition history. Where'd you start? What kind of stuff have you competed in? I've done four-way belly um I've done two-way MFS so that's for outdoor and then mm-hmm. indoor <laughs> I've done two-way dynamic okay really uh, how did that go it is so embarrassing it's so bad okay so we we went to nationals this was competing for worlds and I was doing two-way VFS with my teammate when I lived in Denver his name is Michael and then I was on a four-way VFS team with Epiphany and Michael. Mm-hmm. And then Mikey's like, well, we're there. Like, you're going to do two-way dynamic. And I like didn't, I still fucking suck at layouts, but I like legitimately didn't know how to do a layout. And like Mikey was getting some shit from people like, you guys need to go open. Like you're, you're being sandbaggers. He's like, she literally doesn't know how to outface carve. And yeah. she's just starting to kind of learn how to carve on her head mm-hmm. in the tunnel. And she barely knows how to do a layout. So they let us go in the advanced category. It was so embarrassing, Sam. Like, oh. It was so bad. I didn't even know what I was doing. Mikey's like having to point. I had never flown the dynamic lines. I'm like, what is happening right oh, now? Mikey's pointing. We're going to go this way. Yeah, we're going this way. And so, but, but that's the most embarrassing part of it. So it was like humiliating, you know, because there were a ton of people there. Like tunnel competitions back in the day were like massive. So many people would go. And so it was just like really embarrassing being this horrible in front of a bunch of people, but like, I'm glad I did it. But Mikey's mom went and 
she knew it was nationals and we ended up getting last place. We got sixth, but like, she thought that was really good. So she like made a Facebook post about how Mikey <laughs> and I are like sixth in the nation. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so humiliating. Like my flying is so bad. Like I will send you video, Sam. It's so, <laughs> so painfully embarrassing. And like, she's like making these posts. I'm like, oh my God, like, bragging to people. I'm like, this is so horrible. That's awesome. Yeah, and like uh, everyone knew I sucked. And they used to have like someone come that would, you know, do commentary and stuff. Yeah. And like the commentary for me is just like, yeah, it, it was sad. <laughs> it was sad. But yeah, so anyways, so two-way uh dynamic I have competed in very poorly. And then yeah, two-way VFS and four-way VFS. Okay. So you've worked uh or you've done four-way, four-way yeah. belly. Yeah. Two-way VFS. Yeah. Two-way dynamic and now MFS, right? Yeah. So like, and you've, and you've done this not only just in indoor skydiving, but also outdoor, right? So, so talk yeah. about the difference between indoor and outdoor skydiving, like, um, co competitively. I think, I think big one that is confusing for a lot of people is like what the difference is between VFS and MFS. Like what, what's going on there? So MFS is just specific for the sky. And that's okay. because you're you're in those different body orientations. Um, whereas like you couldn't do that in the tunnel, right? Because if you're flying head down and sit flying and you're mm -hmm. topped out in the tunnel, going yeah. to your belly or your back is not going to be great. So in the mm -hmm. tunnel, you do BFS where it's strictly um, sit flying and head down. Mm -hmm. um, and then you also will have rounds of the belly back yep. that as well to, um, to start things out. But you don't combine those four together yep. they're, they're separate um whereas in the sky they're all combined yeah so that's the difference between mfs and bfs in the average competition both indoor and mm -hmm. outdoors how many rounds do you typically uh participate in so for belly four-way um it's 10 okay and i'm not i've done indoor for belly four-way and I believe it's 10 in there too but I'm, okay. I can't be 100 that's been years since I've done that and then um in the so outdoor MFS is eight rounds okay um I, I've never done four-way BFS in the sky I want to say that's eight or ten okay and then VFS indoors they change it like some I, I think it's eight maybe ten I think it's 10. Okay. Eight, I don't know. I haven't, I have not done indoor competitions in a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's either eight or 10 for that as well. Okay. Or actually, you know what? It's, it's eight because for four-way BFS, because we just did a draw from the nationals competition that they did and it mm -hmm. was eight for four-way BFS. So I think it's okay. the same thing for two-way BFS. Okay. This is strictly for me because I've <laughs> never been to a competition before other than what like we do at our drop zone or at our, at our drop zone or at our tunnel where we just do like VFS nights and it's three rounds and you know, like we just fuck around and have fun. Right. Yeah. Um, I've never been to an official uh, event like this ever indoor or outdoor. Um, yeah. I don't know what the entire process is like from start to finish. I don't know how you enroll. I don't know how you, um, like what the expectations are for like a day to day, you know, uh, event is like at a drop zone or at a, I don't know how many days it goes. I don't know how many jumps you do in a day. I don't know what the deal is. So I'm curious, like, how do you enroll in something like this? Like, where do you go to look 
for enrolling in like, or, or, uh, I don't even know if enrolling is the right word, but like adding yourself to the roster for a competitive. Yeah. 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 So for outdoor, you can go to USPA's website and you'll be able to do stuff from there. They like, we, it was just at skydive Chicago last year and they had a really slick and easy thing where you Mm -hmm. go in and put your team's information, you'd make payments, make your payment to pre-register. And that was Mm -hmm. that like super easy. And then they give you the details on, you have like a window of time when you're going to be there. So registration is let's say on a Thursday Mm -hmm. and then the competition they'll allow for three days. So like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just because weather and stuff, um, they want to make sure that you can get all your jumps in. Um, so yeah, like outdoor is pretty easy. Things are done through you USPA and then through like whatever drop zone is, is doing it. Things now with indoor are, I think it's kind of a shit show and it's, it's kind of a bummer because it used to be done through like the IBA. You'd go to the IBA website, you'd be able to see all the different competitions. So they used to do competitions like two or four times a year. Mm -hmm. They'd have really good turnout. And then I, I don't really know what happened there now. Like I only heard about the one that the indoor one that was in Colorado Springs just kind of through word of mouth from people I know there wasn't really any announcement about it and I didn't do it so I didn't sign up and then Dave Jen Zach and I I think are gonna go to Paraclete in February and Mm -hmm. do their national competition there for two and four-way BFS Mm -hmm. um and I think you just go through Paraclete's website but it's only on Paraclete's website like I don't know if the IBA no longer is doing stuff with that or what, yeah. but I would say indoor, I it's, it's a clusterfuck. Okay. For, like you, you have to, you have to explore it on your own and figure it out or hear from someone. Um, but before you used to go to the IBA website, so sorry, I don't okay. have a better answer for you. I'm trying to navigate that world right now. Cause it's, it's kind of annoying. That's totally fair. Everything with indoor skydiving has changed so much in the last couple of years. Oh like ever since COVID, it's just like been a complete, for lack of a better word, clusterfuck, you know, it has. Um, it sucks. It used to, I don't know. It, I mean, we could talk about that till we're blue in the face. Like, yeah, let's, so. let's not even go there. <laughs> we're going to need at least like two or three more links. Like, I know. We'll, share we'll, for have, that, we'll have so. a different one where we have some cocktails and we can really dig in. <laughs> once, once we're done flying at iFly and then yeah. I like, I like the, I like the <laughs> franchise tunnels, like Colorado Springs is dope, but yeah, I've heard really good things about it. So oh, it's awesome. It's great. Very cool. Um, so what are your goals moving forward for competing? Like, do you have any like immediate, I know you guys kind of keep it a little light and casual, but do you have any like immediate goals or anything you want to accomplish in terms of competitive skydiving? I would love to, like the four-way team that I'm doing right now, indoor, I would love for us to do one competition outdoor. Mm -hmm. Like it would be so much fun. Like I really enjoy flying with them. We have a pretty good understanding of each other's flying. Now we haven't like put it in the sky. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that goes, but I would really enjoy doing a four-way outdoor competition with them. And then with, um, two-way MFS, like I said, Mikey and I, I feel like if we were to put a little more effort into it, it could actually be a little more competitive. So I, I would enjoy doing that. Like I don't get, I used to like be very competitive and like, oh, I want to win this and mm-hmm. win that. And now I'm more like, I just want to do well, you know? Yeah. So yeah, maybe putting a little more effort into that. Like it's funny with the sport now. I've 
when I did the four-way belly teams, like I, I had, I feel like I had a lot more drive of like trying to be like really, really good. And then I don't know. I kind of was just like, I just enjoy flying and I don't want the stress, <laughs> you know, I've Not got fair. stress in other aspects of my life. Like I want this to be lighthearted and, and fun, mm-hmm. like do well. I'm always going to try hard, but mm-hmm. you know, if I don't come out on top, that's, that's all right too. I also nice. do like 400 skydives a year and, mm-hmm. you know, hours upon hours of tunnel time. So like I said, if I win the Powerball, let's, let's talk. About <laughs> it's over my for you bitches. Made, <laughs> yeah. My, my mind may change big time. I'll be like, fuck yeah, I'm doing this. I'm going hard now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. Like that's probably, I would probably do the same thing if I was in that situation. So, I mean, this kind of might be a moot question then too. Like, do you have any goals for skydiving then? Like in the immediate future, like, no. is there anything you want to accomplish or tackle? Well, Mikey and I do want to do a nationals where we compete in every single discipline. So we oh, go there for the two weeks and just compete in everything. Yeah. So, you know, we do all the belly disciplines and <laughs> artistic. I'd probably have to throw out a camera or <laughs> we, we know how great I am at any kind of artistic thing. So like we both really want to do that at some point in the next few years. So I know that's a dumb goal. But it's my goal. I wonder if anybody's ever actually done it, though. Like, has anybody ever done it where they've competed in every single? I don't know. Like, I have no idea. You guys might be the first to do it, to be honest. I just think it would be hilarious. I, I would love it. That begs up another that that brings up another question. Do you yeah. have to pay for every category that you're in? Yep. How much is it? It does it change year it, to year it or is it? Changes. Yeah, well, it's going to change with the drop zone. I mean, they keep the prices relatively the same, but yeah, it depends on your discipline and what you're doing. I don't know. It's like four, four way belly is going to be more expensive because they're doing two more jumps. That's going to be a big expense then when you guys decide to throw down for it then, huh? Oh yeah. It's yeah. not going to be, it's not gonna be <laughs> maybe I can find a sponsor. Yeah. You should, um, <laughs> I wonder if there's like a Guinness book of world records, you know, something you could like also have someone there to witness for that, you know, be like, they yeah. competed in every single one and you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if yeah. that's something that, that is legit. All right. Um, last question. Yeah. Or actually, you know what? I've got two more for you. Um, okay. why do you keep skydiving? Is it the adrenaline rush? You know, cause like you're such a daredevil. Such Curious. A daredevil. Why no. do you keep doing it? I wouldn't even say it's kind of the adrenaline rush. It's like I had said earlier, you know, it's just something that, that resets my mood. It's, it's something you can't get the feeling of flying anywhere else. You know, it's when I started doing it, that's what I love so much about. It's just different. You know, it's not, it's not something you can describe to people. Just, I don't know, kind of your own, your own experience. So I just, I love that. And then obviously getting to like, see you and my, my homies and my dogs love it out at the drop zone. I mean, they keep me going out there because mm-hmm. they like doing their runway walks and hanging out with all their little friends out there. Yep. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's mentally good for me. It's, okay. it's just something that makes me, it makes me feel good and positive and a better version of myself. So I don't see me uh, stopping at any time soon, you know, that's good to hear. I hope it's something that I do throughout my whole life. So, okay. That's awesome. Um, if you listen, last official question here, if you had one piece of advice for your younger jumper self, 
or for any other jumpers that are out there right now, like young jumpers that are out there, yeah. uh, what would it be? Oh, wow. This one's kind, kind of, of a deep question. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I would like early on, I got kind of, I was dating Andy, as you know, mm-hmm. and great human was a, was a great person for me in the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but I personally feel like I relied on him too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I would have spread my wings a little bit more and like I, I was a nervous jumper, you know, like I said, that time Byron had talked me down, like I, I would get pretty nervous. So it's like, I'd kind of cling, not cling, cling sounds weird, but like if I was comfortable around someone like that's who I was going to get my advice from. And yeah, like, I just, I, I feel like I didn't really spread my wings on my own in a way that would have been good. But I also, yeah. if I would have done that, I don't know if I would have stayed in the sport, you know? So it's kind of, it's one of those weird things. So yeah. Um, my younger self, I would have, I would have been more open to exploring like other things and getting advice from other people and stuff and not, and not letting some fucking pack my parachute for me all the time. Oh my God. Yeah. No, that sounds silly. And I don't know, I guess also just having the confidence to do that. Yeah. Like I just, I lacked confidence and I still like, I'm, I'm getting better in the sport, but like the, there's something like weird in my head. Just, I, I lack some confidence with skydiving even still. So like, yeah, my, my younger self and even myself now, it's like, dude, you, you can do this. Like you've put in the time, like mm-hmm. you're fine. Um, yeah. for people who are like newer skydivers, I would just, I think it's really important to build relationships and friendships and get to know people, find people that, you know, you can trust and mm-hmm. that are looking out for your best interest. And, you know, people who have been in the sport a long time, who have a good reputation, like take what they say to heart and mm-hmm. like, you can be a really great skydiver without having to put yourself in like crazy weird situations that could potentially get your hurt get you mm-hmm. hurt like take your time and yeah I I don't know be kind to yourself in the sport <laughs> like surround <laughs> yourself with people who give a shit and like are, are looking out for your best interests I guess is okay thing. no that's fair that's super awesome all right Last little bit here. We're going to play kind of a, we're going to play like a, uh, would you rather kind of game? <laughs> Shit. Really fast. Okay. You ready? Uh, so do you prefer indoor or outdoor skydiving? Outdoor. Outdoor. Okay. Uh, do you like PD or Icarus better? PD. PD. Okay. Um, do you prefer javelin or vector? Okay. Oh, <laughs> I have my I javelin, but I want a vector. I've never jumped a vector, so I think I, I think my answer is like down the line going to be vector. But like, <laughs> right now, it has to be javelin because I don't you know. Haven't any. even your man, your vector, your javelin is probably so upset with you right now. Like listening to you talk about I'm how petting it. I'm petting it. Look. <laughs> She's right here. I love you, honey. No, she's been so good to me. No, I do love her. She's you know she's aging though. She's she's ten. <laughs> But she's right. in good shape. She's been great to me. The javelin. I love my javelin. What? <laughs> but, but secretly vector. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shh. Um, Tonefly or Deem? Tonefly. Okay. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, those are two suit makers. Um, Tonefly and, and Deem. Um, yeah. MFS or VFS? I think I already know the answer to that one. Yeah, MFS. Yeah. Um, all right. So another one. This one's gonna take you by surprise. Horseshoe or two out? As someone who has had a two out. Yeah. Yeah. 
two out. <laughs> can um, if you don't mind, can you elaborate a little bit about what happened with your two out? Because yours is the super unique one. Like that is one like no one would ever expect to happen. So I'm curious. Like, can you? Yeah, I'll try and remember all the details with it. But like I had a perfectly functional functioning canopy was flying. And then I felt something weird on my back. And I see that my reserve is coming out. Both my handles were like Mm -hmm. (laughs) intact, like nothing weird had gotten pulled or anything. And what it ended up being is like on the inside, there's I'm not a rigger. So (laughs) I'm sorry if I'm not explaining this right, but there's a, what are those called? Like the, a loop, like a closing loop. Yeah. In there that they think when they were packing it, like the temporary pin Mm -hmm. maybe pushed on it. So it had started fraying. Mm -hmm. So inside, like there was no way for me to see it. Mm -hmm. Like the spring had been happening and then it snapped. On the javelin, it's underneath the, um, it's underneath the the top and was it underneath the um pilot chute or was it under it had to have been underneath or uh, on top of the pilot chute it was underneath the two flaps that sit vertically right yeah yep yeah yeah so like it it would be hard to see like you can kind of see in there but like I would have never noticed it so you'd have to like look at it sideways through yeah. yeah. And that's not something I was ever taught to look for. Yeah. Kind of a, kind of a freak accident, you know, like kind of one of those things that no one ever expects to happen. Shouldn't necessarily happen, but did. Yeah. Happen, it was, right? it was great. I was, I was real happy when that happened. I'm like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me right now? Like this is, this is the one thing people are like, Oh, I never wanted to out. And here I am. And I think that was my, I think that was my first. Cutaway? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. How did you handle it though, too? Like you handled it like a boss. Tell it, tell people if you don't mind. Um, So I ended up like set, I'm trying to remember what I did now. I think I got them. What the hell did I do? Was it a canopy transfer? Yeah, there was, I think, yeah, that sounds right. This was so long ago now, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I ended up then cutting the main away, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I was able to like move things around and make it. So it was, it was nice and safe, but it was, it was nice. I had a lot of clarity in the moment, which was great. I was like, oh, okay, I, I can do this. I can figure this out. And then I landed and then I started shaking really bad. I'm yeah. like, wow, that was, that was really scary. What just happened? I don't understand. Pays, pays to be uh, aware, like heads up. Damn, that was, you know, good times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> We have one, we have a couple more rapid work, but we got a right, weird fucking I, I, love, I love how rapid we were. We were like going down rabbit holes. Yeah. Naked runway run or night jump? Oh, naked runway run. I won't do a night jump, Sam. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. No, I don't. You've never done a night jump? Fuck no. Right. Sam, I can't see in the dark. Can you think of a more ridiculous thing to have someone do than a fucking night jump? Like at no point in my life am I going to be jumping when it's dark out. Like- yeah. How does that have to do with my skills at all? <laughs> you know what? USPA fucking changed that rule. That is crazy. I mean, it is. It's, it's no, so no longer stupid. required anymore. It's no longer required anymore. No, oh, like, okay. uh, you don't yeah, have maybe to Maybe I do can it. get my D license now. Yeah. Uh, the D license, it used to be a requirement for that. I always thought it was really weird that it was a requirement because it's like, you don't let us do night tandems anyway. So like, why are, why does it matter if we do night jumps for this rating and then they just got rid of it they were not not rid of it it's basically like you have to choose from a certain number of things in order to get yeah. your your and night jumps i think are still on it yeah don't know don't quote me on that um i think they're still on it but it's not a requirement anymore 
So. Okay. Yeah. That I mean, I will, I will never do one. I literally, I mean, I can't see like two feet in front of me in the dark. I have no <laughs> jumping out of a plane. Like I'm not trying to die here. Mm-hmm. My God. So really quick though, can you elaborate? I, I have asked this question of a few people already and their explanations are always hilarious. <laughs> what is a naked runway run? Um, it is where, uh, you remove your clothing <laughs> head to toe fully naked. You've got nothing. Yep. And, um, you run with your friends down the runway. It <laughs> is a great time. You really, you feel the breeze, you know, you're holding hands, <laughs> skipping. I've done so many in the last few years. It's, it's great. Were you there the, when we did it a few years ago when Epiphany was there and Claire was there? I was <laughs> there. I did not participate though. <laughs> Oh, it was, it was great. Yeah. I've got a lot of those and they are like some of my, my happiest (laughs) memories. There's usually alcohol involved, right? I don't think there's ever not been alcohol involved. At least It's a little weird when there's not an alcohol involved to be. Yeah. I mean, I know some people who will gladly do it with no alcohol. For me, it's like, I need, I need a little bit of liquid courage, Mm -hmm. you know, to do it. But yeah, it's, um, it is pretty, pretty great. I love doing <laughs> like I and I can think of so many people that I've done them with like people yeah. you wouldn't even imagine who I've I had the pleasure of running naked with down right. the runway and now I feel I feel like now we just like kind of run across the runway like we don't do the full one yeah <laughs> you get a little lazy yep but yeah it's uh it's fun oh my god I've gotten yep. there way too many times <laughs> <laughs> I mean, usually too, it's someone new. Like you add someone new to the whole group. It's not usually you just do it just because it's usually. Yeah, like if someone has never done it, you're like, oh my God, you yeah. need to do this. Yeah, my, it's like an my, initiation in a way, you uh-huh. know. My, um, it's initiation. So that brings up my next point. So I asked Josh Johnson the same thing the other day. I was like, yeah, so what's a naked runway run? And he was explaining it. And I was like, my grandmother asked me that question. Cause I think, so her and Jan know each other. And like, I think yeah. Jan must've like spilt the beans at some point about just like casually off the cuff saying it. And uh, my grandmother asked me one time at like a holiday dinner or something. I was like, what's a naked runway run? I'm like, oh no, oh no. (laughs) And so I just looked at her. Yeah, I just looked at her and I was like, it's a rite of passage, grandma. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Does it really need any more explanation than what you just said to me? (laughs) Yeah, right. It's a rite of passage. That's it, you know? It totally is though. Like I... I remember yeah. having some some good times. Mm-hmm. Do you remember your first one? I think it was with like Skimmer, Dinger, mm-hmm. Brina. Um, I, I actually want to say Kristen Johnson or mm-hmm. Cotton was a part of that. Um, yeah, I feel like us ladies would would go and do them quite a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It like makes me laugh even talking about it. It just, it makes me, I don't know what it is about it, but it's just like always so funny. I could do it a hundred more times in my life and I'll always laugh doing like stomach hurting laughing. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't do it very often anymore because it's just, you know, like we talked about like party culture is just a little different now these days. Yeah. 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 It's different when you're not out at the bonfire, you know, when it's dark out, but when you're up next to the building these days and like all the lights are still on, it's like, we need to get it back to the bonfire. Those days were the best. Someone should just throw away the bonfire by the, by the the building. You have to go across the. Seriously. That's like some of my favorite nights have been around the fire Mm -hmm. out there. 
And then when we used to do the shenanigans in the hangar, mm-hmm. remember that circus night? Yes. Where it was like, no matter where you looked, it was always <laughs> there was something different going on in the total shit show. That was the day of the llama races too. <laughs> yes. That was in such Hammond, a Like, I don't think they do it anymore, but they used to do llama races in Hammond right around August, like sometime in August. And, uh, or maybe it was September. I can't remember, but like that night it was bad weather. So we went over there to the llama races and got shit faced and garage sailed a whole bunch. And then we came back to the drop zone and, uh, everybody was still on the drop zone waiting for the next day or waiting for Saturday or Sunday or whatever. And we were just hammered everywhere. You looked, it was just a fucking circus zoo inside the oh, hangar. It was like, so good. I have, I still, to this day, I've never seen a scene quite like that inside <laughs> no. the hangar when no. we weren't jumping. It was like, there were so like many dancing people. And yeah. Yeah. There there were people hanging off the rafters. There were people like dogs in there. There were like that one point a unicycle came out. Like there were multiple unicycles in there. Yeah, juggling. Maybe I'll post that video again, like the shit show video. Oh, that was so fun. So people can really, people can really learn. This is what we used to do. Oh, it was great. That will always be very happy, happy memory for me. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got for this episode of Fall Risk. Thank you so much, Lissy. For being here and and indulging me and letting people get to know you. Appreciate it. I appreciate you. Kind of you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank (laughs) you so much. (laughs) No, I don't know, but thank you. It makes me feel really nice. Um, Anyway, so tune in for the next episode of Fall Risk. Uh, We got a lot of really cool people lined up to be talking to. Uh, Stay tuned. Lots of really good information. That being said, we will see you guys next time. Stay safe. Blue skies. Safe jumping for everybody, okay? Thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye.